0: Welcome back to another episode of the Japan Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Miyuki Seguchi. I hope you're having the best week. Today, I'm super excited to deliver this episode for you, as this is a topic I've been wanting to cover on this podcast for a while, which is about Japanese gardens. But before that, I have very exciting news for you. I will be giving away Japan Travel Itinerary Review Sessions for free and will be announcing the full details at the end of this episode. So, I highly encourage you to stay with me until the end, especially if you are traveling to Japan later this year. I know lots of you are interested in visiting Japanese gardens when you are in Japan. So, let me ask you, what types of Japanese gardens are you interested in? In other words, how would you describe the garden you'd like to try? If you can describe it, that's great! You just need to pick the one that matches your interests. If you are not sure about what types of Japanese gardens there are, no worries, you are about to find it out. I personally love Japanese gardens and have visited hundreds of them from small to big across many parts of Japan. Through these experiences, I have learned that there are mainly three types of Japanese gardens that give you unique authentic experiences. In today's Japan Experts Podcast episode, I will give you an introduction of the three types of Japanese gardens and explain how they are different from each other. You'll also learn where to find them and what to expect when visiting these types of gardens So I hope this will give you a clue on finding the better choice for you. So, if you are thinking of visiting authentic Japanese gardens where you are in Japan, this is episode for you. You are listening to Japan Experts, the podcast that helps you make your trip to Japan a truly unique and immersive experience. I'm your host, Miyuki Seguchi. I moved overseas to study at age of 18. Since then, I've gained immense travel experiences in a few dozen countries and realized Japan is a country I should be proud of. And so I learned all things about Japan and became a licensed guide. Now I'm here to help travelers like you to plan to prepare for a trip to Japan. Whether you are traveling solo or you don't speak Japanese, I've got you covered. All you need is a bit of courage to immerse yourself in Japan. I'll give you all the knowledge you need to plan your trip, travel confidently and interact with Japanese people so that you are totally excited and encouraged to make a trip to Japan. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you that I'm not an academic on Japanese gardens. What I'm going to talk about in this episode is my interpretation of how I classify Japanese gardens. That's based on a combination of my travel experience and my learning about Japan, especially as part of my journey to become a licensed guide. My aim for this episode is not to go into technical details about Japanese gardens, but to provide the general background that's helpful to know from a traveler's point of view. So, if that's what you're looking for, I'd love to introduce the three kinds of Japanese gardens you find in Japan. The first, and probably the most common one that you will find all across Japan is gardens with a pond this style of garden is often large scale so what happens is that you can walk in the garden and stroll around the pond that's situated in the middle all different kinds of nature can be found in this type of garden like water stone and trees bigger ones that are often highly regarded would have streams waterfalls bridges hills, and even resting places too. You could also gaze at the garden and relax from the inside of the building that are located in a good position where the garden is appreciated the best. What's great about this type of garden is that they often have flowers that bloom at different times of the year, so you can enjoy Japan's best scenery of beautiful nature whatever times of the year you visit. In regards to where to find this type of garden, major temples do have stroll-style gardens. Also, feudal road gardens that are constructed next to samurai castles are very often in this style, as they were used as a private garden for feudal roads. The second type of garden is a dry-style garden that is mainly composed of rocks and sand. This was originally developed as part of the meditation practice of Zen Buddhism. So, still nowadays, you'll find this style of gardens at Zen Buddhist temples. What's really unique about dry style garden is what you see as rocks and sand could also represent some other natural object. For example, sand on the ground is thought to be sea. While wavy lines are considered waves, a combination of stones could be interpreted as a waterfall. So, it's important to have a good imagination when appreciating this style of gardening, and that's why the experience itself can be regarded as a Zen practice. And from my experience, this style of gardening gives you a peaceful moment. The most common way of enjoying this style of garden is sitting inside the building or sometimes you may be able to walk on a wooden-floored corridor that's facing the garden and get closer to it. The third type of garden is what's created for the ceremony of tea. This style of the garden provides a pathway to the tea house and this is a place for the guests to leave from their present world to the spiritual space of the tea ceremony, meaning that they are supposed to leave all their worldly thoughts and desires behind as they pass through the garden. You'll find a few objects that are designed for the guests to have a better experience. For example, a stone basin is where the guests can purify their mouths and hands before going to the tea house. You may also find a small building that works as a waiting room for the guests to use during the breaks and before the tea ceremony begins. A typical image I tend to have for this type of the garden is that you'll be walking on a stone pathway and the rest of the garden is covered by moss. When you join a tea ceremony, you may possibly be invited to walk through the garden before trying out the actual experience. In my experience though, this style of the garden can also be found at temples, some of which are open to the public. In this case, you can enjoy the garden from the inside of the building even if you don't participate in the tea ceremony. So let's summarize the three types of Japanese gardens. First, a garden with a pond that's best suited to enjoy the natural landscapes of Japan. You can either sit inside the building or walk around the garden to appreciate the beauty of nature from different angles. Scenery would change depending on the times of the year. Second, a dry style garden that was developed as part of the meditation practice of Zen Buddhism. It only uses rocks, stones, and sand, and yet they represent water elements like sea waves, and waterfalls, so it's best suited for those who want to use imagination and get a bit of the zen experience. The third one is a garden that provides a pathway to the tea house. This is for guests who are participating in the tea ceremony and is considered as a space for them to be ready for the spiritual tea ceremony experience you'll find stone objects in the garden that's often covered by moss. Now, which style of Japanese gardens would you like to experience? I hope you have a better idea about that by now. One thing you may want to know is that there are places like big temples that offer a combination of different gardens and experiences. For example, You may be invited to walk inside of the temple buildings, find a dry-style garden in one area, and as you move further, you may get to see a garden with a pond in a different section. Or, you may be able to see a garden from the inside of the building first and also have the opportunity to stroll around the garden afterwards. So, I hope you can choose the right types of gardens to maximize your experience. If you'd like to see how each of these gardens would look, I will be making some posts about Japanese gardens on my Instagram and Facebook page soon. So, do check them out! And if you'd like to visit a beautiful Japanese garden or two and have your trip scheduled this autumn, I have a very exciting offer for you. I will be giving away a free Japan itinerary review session, to the lucky seven listeners who are with me right now. This session is the best fit for you if you have already decided which cities and towns to stay at and would like to find the best things to see and do at places you will visit. For this time, I'd love to help those who have a trip coming up soon, so if you are planning to visit Japan this autumn, especially during the autumn leaf season, I'd invite you to apply. There is no cost for you, so I'd encourage you to check out the full details and apply before spots are gone. The link to the application form is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and have the most amazing week!